Hi, I'm Janet Shield Scott, and you're listening to JanetFitBeautyStyle.com, a lifestyle talk guide with expert advice on beauty, fashion, wellness, real estate, entertainment, and fun celebrity secrets. Hello and welcome to a Janet Shield Scott podcast. I'm your host, Janet Shield Scott. Today our guest is mother and author Myra Cassidy, and she's here to tell us about her new book called Let Me Tell It. But before we get to Myra, let's get to our inspiring quotes for today. The first one is, change your thoughts and you change your world. Norman Vincent Peale. The second one is, challenges are what make life interesting and overcoming them is what makes them meaningful by Joshua J. Marine. For more inspiring quotes, log on to my Facebook page or my Instagram page, Janet Shield Scott. We'll be right back with Myra after this message. Sports fans, PassPros.com has it all. Baseball, basketball, hockey, and soccer. Get autographs and memorabilia direct from former pro athletes. Don't forget to check out the upcoming events page for special events near you. PassPros.com offers t-shirts, athletic gear, artwork, vintage cards. Log on to PassPros.com. Hello and welcome to each and every one of you. Uh, I'm Janet Shield Scott and you're listening to a Janet Shield Scott podcast. Let's welcome Myra Cassidy, a devoted mother of three and the author of a book called Let Me Tell It. So we're going to not waste any time at all and we're going to get to Myra Cassidy and she's going to tell us what Let Me Tell It is all about. Hi Myra. I am great. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, let's get started by uh, letting us know uh, what is Tell Mia all about. Yes, yes. Well, this book is a short novel, but it has a powerful story. Let Me Tell It is a book that talks about following a young lady through womanhood, and she's dealing with different difficulties in her life and having to make some very serious changes. So you follow the main character, Bea Williams, going through adolescence, like her late adolescence, and she finds herself in a marriage where, where domestic violence is prevalent. So she's having to figure out how in the world does she get herself out of the situation that she's currently in. Um, and the the interesting piece about all of this is that it's just not about domestic violence. Mia's in a situation where her, her community is a Christian-based community. So she had to deal with trying to survive and figure out what decisions she needs to make for not only her own safety, but also the safety of her children that are involved as well. Okay, now also, now I noticed because you sent me a monologue, and uh, it was very uh, compelling, I must admit. But it's... Um... It's also about teenage pregnancy. Definitely, definitely. So when the book first opens, you find Mia in a situation where she's 18 years old, she's with child, um, getting ready to graduate from high school, and just in a state of pure confusion, pure frustration, 
uh, her home life is not good. She was actually brought up in a Christian community, and her father is actually the head of a Christian uh, facility. So that's not a good place for her to be. Um, mm-hmm. Being so, raised to yeah, go ahead. What is being raised to you know respect? Of course, you know her body and biblical teaching. So she finds herself eighteen, um, and of course in a situation where she's actually being excommunicated from um, her Christian uh, her Christian faith from that community um, because of her pregnancy. So she's mm. got a lot going on at okay. an early age. So then she's uh, has a teenage pregnancy, and then she gets married as a teenager as well? She actually gets married a few years afterward. Mm. Um, she ends up marrying the individual, Calvin, that's her children's father. So with that, Calvin has decided that he's going to become, you know, a Christian as well, and they're going to take on this whole new life and move on from their past mistakes, but Calvin has a problem, and that being the fact that he's abusive. But from Mia's standpoint, she's thinking this is a new start, we're going to start, you know, we're going to be on a fresh start, a clean slate, and we're going to move forward, and, you know, everything's going to kind of fall into place, but she's kind of thinking, but she learns that it's definitely not what she had in mind. Okay, and now what made you decide to um, to kind of delve into the uh, domestic violence and the teen pregnancy issues in this book? You know what? It actually comes, it was a battle deciding whether or not I was going to, if this was going to be my first novel, I was actually working on a different piece. I had written this book a year ago and and shelved it and said, you know, this is something that I don't think I should really put out there. This is probably not something that people are comfortable talking about or dealing with. I kind of did it for my own peace of mind. Um, just because it's her story, Mia Williams' story, is based off of a true story. So this is really a person's life. Um, and I felt like this was something that needed to kind of be presented. It needs to be talked about. Um, and it really comes from a very, um, I guess, a personal place for me. Uh, within my family history or, you know, my family tree, um, there are women who have endured domestic violence under the umbrella of Christianity. And this is something that was never really discussed with me growing up or, you know, as a woman, I just sat down one day and started thinking about it and came to the realization on my own and it hurt and it was shocking, mm-hmm. especially when I looked at it was generational. Wow. All right. So, so does that mean that you yourself have dealt with uh, both topics, teen pregnancy and domestic violence or, or just one of them? <laughs> Good question, good question. You know, in my own life, I'll say that there's a lot of Mia, uh, you know, that character, a lot of me is in Mia's character. Um, So I'll let that be up to the reader, Um, but I'll definitely say that uh, domestic violence is something that's been in my family that I could count for three generations, and not all of those women even survived. And when you look at that and you see in your family, we have a generation. So they didn't survive? Did not. Oh wow! So they were through. Oh wow! So they were. um, uh, They died through domestic violence situations. Correct. 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 It hurts. It Mm -hmm. hurts, and this is something that when you put the pieces of the puzzle together, you go, "Wait a minute! This relative 
this was her life. Uh, she was a Christian God-fearing woman. And then she died because of a blow that caused a traumatic brain injury. Mm. And she died a slow, agonizing death at that. And you look at the reason why. Why, why, did, why did this happen to her? And why is this going on? Um, so it was definitely, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, it's, it's a healing process when you look at, you know, this, this family issue that's not being addressed or the children of the family, this fourth generation, they're not being taught how to avoid uh, dangerous, you know, courtships or dangerous relationships. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, that's true. And to, and to actually see this. It's a mindset that you're fighting against. Um, so, it, you know, it even hurts me to hear that that's something that happened to you because you're going, oh, my goodness, and that's the point. It happens to people no matter what financial background they come from, no matter what religion they come from, no matter what age group they come from. It happens to it happens to so many people, does it, and you may not have experienced it, may not have, have even seen it, you know, in your own home, but it happens. So you have to speak up against it, especially when you look at the children in your family and, you know, their viewpoint is that a woman shouldn't leave until it's at the point where she's in the hospital. Right, she right. Leave, yeah. you know, she, that's mm-hmm. where she can leave when she's been put in the hospital. And you're going to those children of the family, that fourth generation, you're saying, they, by the time a woman is put in the hospital, mm-hmm. it is too late. Yeah. It is too mm-hmm. late. Well, for so some, yeah, for know. some it might not be too late if once they get into the hospital... Maybe they can see that this is what they need to do is to get out of this, too. But I want to also address the signs of domestic violence or the sign, the signs that of a person that meet maybe a, an abuser. Because I have to say that the person that I got involved with, uh, I never for a, more than a year and a half, I never saw any signs of abusiveness at all. And uh, not even with his mother or with his daughters or anything like that. I never saw any signs until after I actually married him. And then, of course, like I said, it was a very brief marriage. So, oh, my um, goodness. Are you married to as well? Yeah. So, but what, what um, signs would you say for someone to look for? Because I didn't see any. your dress because some people yeah some people said that their uh abusive partner was concerned about the way they dressed and and isolating you from your family can be another sign exactly 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 um definitely looking to see when they're angry how are they responding to their own like you said their own anger are they growing things or are they getting too close to you and, and coming off very um, aggressive. You know, how do they deal with those types of things? Um, of course, the, the main thing is if a person is threatening to put their hands on you, they're going to do it. They're mm-hmm. going to do it. So definitely those, I mean, there's so many different resources. 
um, the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence that has a list of warning signs that you can go through, uh, that you can look at and research. That's a wonderful resource. Um, and there's other uh, books as well and different information online that kind of even more extensive. Um, look at the warning signs, but definitely, definitely looking for anything that is controlling from the very beginning. Um, and especially once you make it, no, I don't like that, they continue to do it, you know, you need to definitely be concerned. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, now, um, just to kind of change pages a little bit, no pun intended, <laughs> but um, did you self-publish or did you uh, go to a publisher and get published? Uh, I'm actually self-published, self-published. Um, that is a journey in itself. I mean, there are times when I found myself in tears because I wanted this so bad, but it is a challenge. So I, self, I definitely self-published. Um, and I guess I didn't even try to go to a, you know, a publishing company because of all the stories I had, ha- had heard. I mean, there were so many different authors who found themselves writing 10, 15, you know, getting rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter. And I just told myself, you know, I don't have the heart for that. So if I go through all of this and then end up just having to self-publish anyway, I might as well just go ahead and self-publish from the start. So yes, I'm self-published uh, on Amazon and Kindle. Definitely today, you can get me and let me and tell it, share it with your friends, um, tell and you know everyone you know. It's definitely a conversation starter, and I think people will find it very, 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 very interesting and intriguing read. Yeah, I can say that we started off with a, a good conversation about uh, some of the things that are, are in the book, domestic violence, and we didn't talk much about the teen pregnancy because a lot of people don't talk about that issue uh, either. And then you said that she was in a Christian background, so that does leave even more complication uh, when there's a religious background involved in, in a teen pregnancy. Of course, it can be a problem with any family, but, um, you know, it's definitely an issue that uh, should be discussed. So other than the domestic violence and the teen pregnancy, what else would you say is in this book? You know, there's also a positive point. Um, There is a little mini story that runs where Mia's helping someone else who is um, overweight to kind of be on a healthier lifestyle. So it's also kind of a mini uh, story that runs along there um, because sometimes parents don't realize uh, that their children are in unhealthy um, state, uh, you know, that they're unhealthy and that they need to get more exercise. So she's helping this, a family friend do that. And she starts like a double, uh, it's like a double Dutch kind of, um, you know, every weekend we're going to double Dutch. And she's helping this young this young girl get to a healthier um, body weight. Um, but also, you see Mia going to school. She goes to college. She graduates. And she does that even though she has children um, mm. to, to deal with as well. You know, you got to be a mom. And then you have to deal with studying for school. So you see Mia going through that as well. And she's still accomplishing so much while dealing with, um, you know, the trials and tribulations that she's facing. So what do you think people will get out of this book? What makes it different from other people's books? because it talks about an issue that still people really don't want to address full force. Mm-hmm. Um, which is domestic violence within Christianity. 
because people tell you, um, you know, if you were a better wife, this would happen. Our, our baby, if you were the wife that Proverbs chapter 31 talks about, you would have these problems. You know, or you know what, maybe you'd be more forgiving. Or be a long-suffering wife. All these things, a lot of times, you're hearing, but what being forgotten is that a man is supposed to treat his wife like his own body. And things like that are being forgotten. So I think that this is going to definitely um, give individuals something to think about. And it's not like that with every faith. It's not like that everywhere. But there are definitely some, you know, individuals within Christianity that this is their story. And they're living it in silence. Because whenever they do get the courage to speak up to someone who they trust within their Christian faith, it's being minimized, it's being downside, you know, downplayed. Um, and you're being basically told you need to work on yourself to make your family successful. So I think people will walk away from, when they read me a story, they'll walk away with a new understanding of domestic violence. It, it, the way the book is written, it leaves with you with an impression. So it's definitely going to, definitely I think it's going to give people something to think about. And hopefully they're being more involved when they see another person experiencing domestic violence or they see or hear something, they're getting involved and actually do more um, so that the individual that they're trying to assist will have a healthy lifestyle, especially for children to be brought up within a healthy uh, environment. Yeah, and to break that family cycle uh, there as well. So for people that want to self-publish their own story, how would you suggest they go about that? So what words would you like to leave us with? Um, a few words just to leave individuals with is just definitely, like you like we talked about before, breaking this cycle is so important. When you're going through domestic violence, you feel alone, you feel shame, you're going through so much hurt and frustration. So definitely, first of all, no one deserves to be treated like that. Um, it is not okay. It is not okay. And it's important to be able to believe that you can break free from that cycle. You can do it. It's going to be difficult. People who you think you can depend on, you're going to learn things that you can't, some of them, that you can't. Um, but you definitely have the ability the ability and the strength to break free and to break that cycle. Um, okay. you know, everybody's situation is different. Sometimes you have so much support that it's that individual who you think that they can't, can't go. Each situation is different, but definitely believing that you can break the cycle that you're going to be fine if you just do it the right way and get a good exit plan in play. 
Okay. That's important. Have have exit plan. All right. What is your website and your social media handle? Yes, ma'am. Uh, website is iracassidy.com. Just just my name, iracassidy.com. I'm on Twitter. I am on Instagram. So definitely reach out to me. I love to hear from you. Okay, thank you so much for being a part of the show. You've been listening to JanetFitBeautyStyle.com, your beauty, entertainment, and lifestyle expert talk guide. I'm Janet Shield Scott, columnist, radio, and TV host. You can like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, oh, and YouTube. For more fun and informative Yes, and celebrity interviews, log on to the website JanetFitBeautyStyle.com. Remember to love, laugh, and live your life with style. Let's take a moment to relax. Take a deep breath, inhale, and exhale. Again, inhale, and exhale. One more inhale and exhale. As you go throughout the day, stop, take a pause, chill, and relax. Please keep in mind that all things which are impossible with man are possible with God.